and welcome back to DC Nervistry. My name is Brittany, aka Brit Girl, and we are up to episode number 26 for this fantastic new year of 2019. I know, we're in February, but we are back for the first time for this year, and we are going to jump into some news right after we do Cosplayer of the Week, which we're bringing forward from 2018, so let's do this! Our first Cosplayer of the Week for 2019 is Bem underscore Cosplays, aka Billy Mayberry. He's from Sydney, and my goodness, he has a fantastic Professor Pig. I filmed him while he was at Brisbane Supernova and you can see him on the Nova Stream cosplay music video. But make sure you go check that one out. He also does a fantastic Western Captain America. Because guys, sometimes you just gotta love DC and Marvel. So go check this guy out. He's a wonderful human being. And his name is Bem, B-E-M underscore cosplays. So now that you guys have quickly searched him up on Instagram, let's pop into 2019 DC News. I know, I know, we've been away for some holidays, so let's do a quick news flash before we head into our segments. Aquaman is currently the highest grossing DC superhero film with over 1 billion revenue. Superman Red Sun is rumored to be the next animated film. Director Chris McKay has tweeted he's working on the Lego Batman 2, later tweeting, or is it, teasing that maybe he's a different lead superhero. Alright, well that was a bit of a, uh, bit of a flash. Okay, let's go a little bit slower for the other news segments. If you people can't see the potential danger of an out-of-control Justice League, I don't need to wait for a vote. I don't belong here. There have been six worlds of DC films, and as opposed to general practice, not one was a Batman solo film. Mind you, he did appear in half of them. So fans have been eagerly awaiting on any news from Matt Reeves' secretive Bat film, and now we've got some news. Reported originally with the title The Batman, Reeves' Dark Knight has been slotted for a 25th of June release date in 2021. What's more, Ben Affleck will not be in the titular role. The director has also teased that The Batman may no longer be the title, but he has also touched on how the films within the world of DC are carving their own aesthetic paths. And you can see this with just the costume test shots between the Joker film and Birds of Prey. Reeves has also explained that the noir Batman story will be heavily driven by his detective skills. Now, there are very few people who are not aware of the Batman, and there are so many actors who have actually played this role of the Dark Knight, the greatest detective, or sometimes matches Malone. I mean, that's probably one of the least known, least used aliases of Bruce Wayne, but... We've got actors like Adam West, Michael Keaton, Kevin Conroy, who does the voice in the amazing animated series. We've also got Val Kilmer and George Clooney with the Batman credit card. I mean, why not, I guess? But then we also have Christian Bale, who recently did the amazing Dark Knight trilogy. So there are so many actors out there that have played this role. And now we are looking for another one. On the post that this was announced, we actually already had Nick Jonas. Yeah teen heartthrob sensation for my generation offering to play the role by saying first name Nick, last name Jones. Even if I would admit that he did pretty good in Jumanji, I'm not sold on him in being a younger Batman. But the incredible artist Boss Logic has also thrown another name in the ring, the name of ex-Firestorm actor from The Flash and the CW Superheroverse, Robbie Amell. And at the end of the day, we're just throwing names around here. And I mean, I'm not sure about Robbie Amell either. And I mean, we've got to learn from these predispositions that we kind of have. We had that with Gal Gadot when she first got the role. And I mean, I was one of the people who said I wasn't sure. 
and she kicked it out of the ballpark. She was amazing. And then you had the same thing happening again with Heath Ledger before he played the Joker. And we gotta give people a chance. Sometimes actors are really typecast or they're just not given the opportunity to fully show how amazing their acting range is. So sure, if the director, I would have faith in the director because they've proven us wrong before. But with that said, in a very long list of potential actors, let's just jump on into the next bit of news. Sidestepping out from our usual superheroes in capes and tights, but we're still sticking with DC, trust me. Let's talk Mystery Incorporated. I'm not laughing, you're laughing. I'm sure people have noticed an increase of the latest meme trend, which is the impossible power of the godlike Shaggy. It all began with wacky requests for new characters to join Mortal Kombat 11, when a petition crept up out of the darkness to get novel Shaggy Rogers into the game. Currently, the petition has over 291,000 signatures and an abundant array of memes. Ah, oh, guys, please keep them coming. I just, I live for this. This whole crazy idea has actually made it to Mortal Kombat 11 co-creator Ed Boon, who has treated a mock image of Shaggy in the game. Even Shaggy actor Matthew Lillard has joined the fun tweeting, You have done well, my child. Zoink. To some awesome Shaggy combat fan art. So, I live for this sort of stuff. I love incredibly stupid humor. So, I mean, if you guys have a meme in relation to this, or something similar, just tweet me guys, send it my way, I am here for this, at BritGirlAUS, please, please, ooh, I look forward to this. Continuing on from some wacky wild news, we are going into some wild wacky news. We have got some test footage for the Birds of Prey and guys, I do not hide the fact that I am a huge Birds of Prey fan and I mean... You all know that I love Barbara Gordon, so if she starts a team, it's going to be the best dang team ever. Hence, Birds of Prey is the best dang team ever. So I got rather excited when I sat down to watch this test footage and I tried to delay it until I was on my laptop and I could see it on the big screen and in all its glory and oh, it has me split guys. But at the same time, I should wait until the film to have judgment, but that's no fun! Let's get into this! Straight off the bat, I am loving Black Canary. They're going from the new 52 and kind of recent comics where she is a singer. Uh, it kind of looks like she might be an alcoholic as well. If you read uh, the Green Arrow Longbow Hunters comic series, then you kind of understand the trauma that Black Canary goes through there. It is brutal. Something that I learned from the Fortress Nerd is uh, after the event that happened, uh, that is horrible and brutal, that kind of sent her down an almost destructive path, is that she kind of lost her powers and that her canary cry just wouldn't work. And that's what I love about Canary as well, is that she doesn't always go straight to her powers. She is a phenomenal martial artist. She has trained with Lady Shiva and Lady Shiva is the deadliest woman alive. So guys, huge respect for the character Black Canary and I'm liking the aesthetic and the look that they have taken with her for this test footage. Then we have Huntress, which is kind of straying, I guess, a little bit from the comic books, where she's very combatant. She almost looks like she's come out of the military or some armed forces, cargo pants, leather jacket, hood, kind of, yeah, it does kind of look a bit arrow, which I heard from the fortress as well. I do agree with that. 
At the same time, she has her crossbow, which is really cool. They're keeping that. It's unfortunate because you can't really tell what the colours are in this little test footage. She's usually quite a, a rich purple colour with black and white. Uh, she's got a face mask which kind of comes up like Batwoman's. But the most important thing is her backstory. Her family is a crime family. They're all up in the gangsters and the mobster world. And it's because of that when she was a young child, I think in some cases she is a teenager, she witnesses her family get slaughtered and murdered. And because we have Black Mask and some mobster-related characters, we could potentially see her revenge story and with Black Canary trying to bring her back from the edge, from, from being the same as the very villains they are trying to stop. In these two cases, they are both traumatized characters and working together is, is a point of healing for both of them, especially when they are working with Oracle. Oracle has also been through trauma and she she has seen it to the other end. She has become a superhero in her own right. She's become this tech genius. And if we don't have her in this movie, it'd be really interesting to see how they help these women heal because they have gone through hell and they are still trudging through hell. And they've got to find a way to bring them together. And Oracle was that source in the comics. So uh, let's see what they do here. We've got some brief glimpses of Renee Montoya as well as Cassie Kane. Really too small to catch a gauge of what they might be like, but Cassie Kane, I'm so thankful that she is actually quite young because she she is young in the comics and she is brought in around that age. At one point, there is a deleted email from Cassie Kane who actually refers to Oracle somewhat like her mother. Now, that's again, Oracle is such an integral part here. She's the one that teaches Cassie Kane English and writing and reading. More importantly, Barbara Gordon chooses Cassie Kane as her successor, even though Huntress had previously tried to fulfill the shoes of Batgirl. Which really has me wondering, where is Oracle? I struggle to see this story without her. She's so integral to the Birds of Prey. Again, we have very short glimpses of Victor Zaz and Black Mask. Now, Roman doesn't have his mask in this thing. We get to see beautiful Ewan McGregor's face. Too short a snippet to really get a feeling of what they're like except for the lovely it looks like a velvet suit so very themed costuming which leads us to the very themed costume of Harley although what theme I'm not really sure what it is I understand why Harley and Margot Robbie are used in this film because the general public really warmed to her from Suicide Squad and loved her character so of course they're going to try and put it into the next film or whatever films into the future to bring that audience back to see that character. In the comics, I don't actually see Harley teaming up with the Birds of Prey much at all. We see Catwoman and we see Poison Ivy, especially in the new 52 run if you guys need a place to start. That's a more modern day Birds of Prey, it's not the best, but you do see Poison Ivy and Catwoman teaming up with the Birds of Prey at separate occasions. But Harley is here. Harley is wearing a costume I don't recognize. Her hair, I think, is pulled from the comics when she has them in those buns, probably after the New 52 run, a kind of modern comic book. But just really her hair is what I recognize. I see what she is wearing as a bit of freedom. I feel like she's sort of going around and thinking, I can do whatever the heck I want. So let's grab whatever I can find. Let's make a mockery of uh, police crime with these crazy police tape sleeves and uh, pink suspenders which make me think of Lilu from Fifth Element. But at the moment there's not something I can really grab from that and say that's that's really Harley. 
Unfortunately, I feel like it's more of a background Gotham character costume. At the start, we did see a glimpse of her boots and her hammer, which, which hail back to the Suicide Squad film. Unfortunately, it does leave me a little bit wary of the film, but hey, I'm getting an awesome Black Canary. I'm getting Huntress, who looks pretty cool, even if she's a bit more military-based. Renee Montoya, although it was a quick flash, looked pretty darn awesome. And Cassie Kane, perfect age. There are definitely some very interesting costume choices in this teaser shot, but we've got to remember it is a teaser kind of trial footage item and who knows they might be taking on board what a lot of fans are saying in response to it because trailer reactions are a big thing nowadays and if they're doing film trials before the film is released why not be getting free responses from people who are doing trailer reactions But that's all we have for the first episode of DC Novastream for 2019. It's good to be back. I rattled on a little bit. Hopefully next week I'll get Alistair back on and we can talk about Young Justice. It's an incredible series, but I will save my notes until I can get him on board and we can discuss it and pull it apart for all its greatness. If you want to follow me on any social media, you can find me BrickGirlAUS. I am also on YouTube. I have my own channel. You can find a lot of reviews and videos as well on the Novastream website. Follow them on all the socials. We've got a lot of good content, guys. If you want movie reviews, if you want to see whether or not you should see certain films, definitely pop onto the site because Alistair is quick with his reviews and you can actually get them very fast. So thank you so much for listening, guys. Have a wonderful week and I cannot wait to serenade you with my voice once again the next podcast. Zoinks.